Hi everyone, welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. Today's topic is biometrics. It's a very interesting topic Amit has come up with, and we were talking about it earlier as well, and I found it really, really helpful for our audience to be aware of and all the different things that we um, that can be considered as biometrics. As soon as we hear biometrics, you might think uh, of you know the two most commonly known uh, ones, like fingerprint and uh, retina scan, but there are so many other facets of uh, biometrics that we're going to talk about today. Um, I mean, just from the name, if we think about anything biological, metric of anything biological, and we're using it to identify, so it's usually applied on humans. So, um, you know, all our biological markers from retina to odor to voice to fingerprint, all of these things, and that's just the source of information, how it's processed or how it's used. That's also, there could be also differences on, on that factor as well. So based on that, biometrics is actually quite a large uh, field and there's so many things to know about. Uh, and it's also good to know about to, in terms of, um, you know, to be aware of all the technological advancements that are going on and how it's being used for you, against you, and, you know, in the background of you without you knowing. So, um, you know, various government organizations and other organizations might use your biometric information in a way that you would like for convenience or you may not like. So uh, there are reasons to know about all the things that are going on out there. And that's uh, one of the reasons that we thought you guys would really be helped being aware of it. Thank you, Amit, for coming up with this topic. Um, I am actually, you know, less knowledgeable. I, I, uh, I only know the, the very surface uh, level knowledge, but um, I'm quite excited to discuss all of these things with you. So what's your thought on... Uh, thought on um, biometrics on it. So thanks. Thanks so much again, Rinath, for that uh, great introduction. I think you've summarized uh, quite a lot and uh, I think that gives the gist to the audience. But uh, I, I just wanted to say we have biometrics, biological measurements, but why are we measuring it in the first place? What's the need to measure it? I mean, are we doing it for login? we are are we doing it to authorize someone or authenticate someone or uh, allow someone access to something uh, and how and why can't we use anything else why biological markers are being used or biological measurements are being used so i think that's the most important question uh, in technology today we use biometrics very casually and uh, and, and we don't think about it quite a lot. But uh, biometrics are there to actually uh, make, give access to uh, programs or to websites or to uh, government data like passport, visa, etc. Um, easily. Um, and you don't have to carry anything or remember anything. It's just you going physically somewhere using your fingerprints, using your eyes or your facial features uh, or your voice and you can quickly author authenticate or authorize that yes, I am the person whom I'm saying and uh, and there is no uh, duplicate version of me or a clone of me and you can please provide me access. So I think that's very important to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And an interesting thing to uh, think about is the biometrics 
this actually has been around for for a really a long long time than we might think you know now with uh, technological advancement and integration with your phone and everything we're thinking it's a it's a new technology but actually even before um, this digital age uh, when you were uh, say for example you wanted to own a will um, but you know in in early 1900s or even 1800s you didn't not everyone knew how to read and write or have a signature so fingerprint was one of the ways to actually uh, the signature replaced fingerprint so before yes. uh, you had signature you had fingerprint to identify someone and identify someone with certainty that this person uh, this fingerprint belongs to this person and then with the advent of technology like pens uh, and paper uh, uh, and you know as people got more educated and they had their signature then it eventually replaced with uh, uh, with with a pen uh, you you know a, a signature by pen so yeah fingerprint has been around and that's that's one of the biological markers uh, that we we measure to identify i think um, as you were saying, Amit, one of the one of the reason why this became more and more popular nowadays is the need to identify someone. In digital world, we all have our presence, digital presence we have in social media or wherever our different accounts, and we need to be able to identify someone because um, we don't know if the person they're saying they are. Are the actual are actually the, that person? <laughs> um, so. Biometric is a really good way to identify, uh, more of a certain way to identify, because a lot of your login information, say, for example, you identify yourself digitally with your email address and password, you know, as you sign in, but that can be hacked or that information, you know, you might inadvertently pass around to your friends and family. Uh, but in, in situations where the authorities or you do not want in any way you know, for anyone, even your close friends and family, to um, identify as yourself. For example, in passport situation, you might want it, but um, um, but the government or authorities would not want anyone else to represent you. So, in these scenarios, biometrics are are quite helpful and you know quite a, a good solution to to this problem. Um, as a result, you know, because there is this technological need uh, or this, this business need, that's why there were a lot more research to find out how to identify someone with certainty. Now, you know, for example, there, there is a spectrum of different biological markers being um, uh, giving you uh, the level, different level of certainty. So, for example, DNA evidence is like... At, at, you know, one of the ones that are in the top of the spectrum, the way you can be like 99.99% certain that this DNA belongs to this person. There's there's a very, very little chance that, that could, there could be a duplicate or there could be an error. Whereas, you know, if you were just facial recognition, they, that could probably be 96 or 97% accurate. And there is a spectrum of that. And based on the level of, uh, you know, the the value of thing that you're protecting um you know you could use different uh, types of uh, these biometrics that's why governments usually use fingerprint and um i think uh, what what else do governments use i i i can only remember fingerprints right now i mean what 
so it's it's not just uh, fingerprints uh, they take a, a photograph of you right uh, ah, yeah. and and uh, so whenever you go at airports uh, they'll ask you to point your face at a camera and uh, so this is uh, this is not for people who have passports that you can just scan at a gate and then go through the airport uh, security or oh, sorry airport borders or the immigration um so these are people who have visas and for those visas uh, the a person physically scans the visa ask you to use some of your fingers a thumb or an index finger to take the fingerprint to uh, match it with the data that they have in their database and they also try to uh, ask you to uh, uh, they ask you to face a camera so they that they can take a picture and they can verify that whether this it's the same person as uh, as it's there in their records so yes uh, biometrics that way i mean it's uh, very crucial for governments so that people cannot fake identities and as you as you rightly mentioned it's all about uh verification of identities and making sure that the right person is getting the right access so access to country access to borders access to any uh, security related in defense in defense you'll have lot of areas where you uh, deal with confidential information and in those cases you cannot just share those confidential information to anyone so there might be secret projects i mean we see it in a lot of hollywood films and i'm pretty sure that that's something real so i'm guessing what happens is that there are people who are given given certain levels of access and those access are uh, sometimes in a security card and uh, merged with an additional biomarker say your uh, fingerprints or your retina scan or your facial recognition so yeah so those are uh, still uh, quite important i mean one of the things that um, i mean you mentioned about uh, earlier is that uh, we have been using uh, the fingerprints for a very long time and uh, even when the technology was not there and we were using our thumbprint to identify people but of course that uh, that can be easily uh, replicable as we have seen in a lot of movies uh, you take the fingerprint off from a glass or something and then you create a wax out of it and then you try to replicate that but of course it's movies i'm sure the there might be some real basis to it and then moving on we have our handwriting so everyone has a unique style of writing even holding a pen so every person has a unique style of holding the pen some hold it um, some hold it like this some hold it like this uh, so i mean th- there are various ways and some hold it in their right hand some hold it in their left hand so there are different ways in which people hold their pen and some people pr- prefer writing using a ball pen some people prefer writing using a ink pen etc etc and the way so some people write legible words cursive writing some people just write different alphabets and you you and they just give some spaces in between so every person is unique and the signature becomes a kind of a biological marker because a signature is basically representing the motion of your hand on a piece of paper using the pen and uh, that is i think quite uh, useful and 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 over a, over a period of time we have then adapted uh, these things uh, to different types of uh, uh biological measurements so we initially started i mean and, and most of us now have mobile phones so when we started using mobile phones one of the first things uh we wanted to do was lock the phone so there was always a password or a pin or some kind of a uh a shape that you could draw and that would unlock your phone 
or you could press a button to unlock it but it was not very secure um, you can easily guess passwords if you have written it down or if you forget it it's very easy but uh, then the phones came with uh, fingerprint scanners so those fingerprint scanners when they came they used to scan first the thumb or the finger that's most comfortable for you to open a phone and uh, then they would uh, use that fingerprint to verify every time you try to unlock it and that was and that has become pretty good in itself and then we moved on to uh, facial recognition so apple started with facial recognition and it is one of the best facial recognition systems in the world on iPhones and uh, they try to measure they try to take pictures of your face from various angles under different lighting conditions even sometimes where you are having a beard just to make sure that the right person is getting access to the right uh, smartphone so yeah i think um, uh, the if you if you just look at uh, smartphones we have moved on from passwords to fingerprints to facial recognition absolutely and that's uh, that's that's a good example of using biometrics cuz your phone the more you know with time as as we are getting more technology in in into our phones our phones are becoming really valuable the information stored in our phone are becoming really valuable yes your bank uh, you 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 might have an app for your bank your financial other financial uh, accounts etc as well as your other i don't know personal diaries and notes shopping and- Shop, shopping app accounts wallets uh, banks uh, your uh, i mean there are many other apps that you use travel for which you would have uh, certain cards linked to so you don't want the phone to land in someone's hand and then they ordering something on your behalf or buying a ticket on your behalf or using your identity and then use yeah. that and and yeah all of those information can be used to to uh, get your identity identity and use it for later for other malicious purposes so the access to your phone is has become more and more important over time and that's why in in the very early days there was no concept of uh, you know protection of your phone um but then slowly came uh, with pin numbers and other you know password related ways to to protect it and then the more and more it became a privacy situation and the phone belong started belong to just one person before you know there were times when a few people you know among friends or family would use one mobile phone as well but nowadays mobile phone is just you know attached to this one person and you know using that biometrics you can you can achieve that level of privacy and because it's quite quite serious amount of information you need that kind of that level of certainty or that level of protection and that's why biometrics has, has gone really well with with uh, the protection of your phone yeah and uh, i mean in 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 phone and now even in laptops you have a fingerprint scanner so you can actually unlock your uh, Uh, laptop with uh, the fingerprint and now they also have the same technology of facial recognition so you can actually unlock your laptop using facial recognition most of the microsoft laptops they now have uh, this option i'm not sure about the ios options but uh, sorry the mac os options but on uh, windows laptops you do have an option where you can unlock your 
laptop using the uh, facial recognition apart from your fingerprints so i think those are the two main things that we are most comfortable with i mean even if you if you look at facial recognition when you look at your face you have so many things on your face you have your eyes you have your nose you have your mouth and you have your cheeks you have your hairs on your uh, on your on your head so there are a lot of other things that can be used as a biological marker and sometimes what the people do is they look at the uh, the retina uh of your in in your eyes to actually identify the identity of a person and uh, that's of course in i'm i'm guessing that's used in more secure sites rather than on day to day basis at uh, in your laptop or in your uh, mobile phone so those are uh, at a very uh, used at a very secure site then you have this dna and uh, you have your blood that's inside your body and when is it actually used so you might have heard about a lot of these crimes that happen and then there is investigations happening about who committed the crime or there might be a rape that has happened and uh, no one is able to identify what has who has done the rape or identify who's the biological father of the child and you want to uh, quickly identify who the person is so there are biological markers and those biological markers are used to identify who the culprit was so they collect the uh, the biometrics from a lot of criminals and they put into it into a database and same with a lot of uh, people and they put it in the hospital database and what the, uh, what what's done is that in case a crime is conducted they collect the dna from the samples and they try to match it with the uh, database that they already have to see if it is the crime is committed by a known criminal or if it's an unknown criminal they can then see if there is a pattern of crimes uh, done by the unknown criminals i mean we have seen a lot of movies but i'm sure that this happens in reality because you hear about so many cases being won on uh, the biological markers there are cases that have been reversed because there has been new evidence based on the dna um, from the samples collected that have overturned uh, old rulings and uh, sometimes a, a criminal who's uh, not behind the bars has been put behind bars and uh, sometimes a person who's been um, proven innocent has actually been found guilty so those things have happened and in case of biological fathers uh, sometimes uh, we are not sure who the biological father is so dna again comes into picture and we all have different blood types so it's very easy to take a blood like a prick so you take a prick from your finger and take a small amount of blood and using that blood you can identify who you are uh the blood types the many other things there was a whole company that was created theranos uh that ultimately uh died uh and uh, the whole idea be of that company was to provide you the uh the biological what do you want i mean all the all the biological indicators just using a single or few drops of blood from your fingertip and uh, i mean of course it's not related to biometrics but it's some kind of measurements uh, using your blood so yeah i mean those are some of the cases where you can use your uh, biological markers for solving certain things access crime solving finding a biological father etc and there are other other ways in which we can use the biological markers sometimes the way we walk the way we type uh 
not everyone uses all their fingers for typing some people use just few fingers so by the way we type we can identify who the person is now remember biological markers have to be biological it cannot be external so it could be voice as well so there are now a lot of softwares that uh, try to uh, recognize your voice and see if it's you who's speaking but voice recognition can be easily faked because uh, what can happen is that you can record the voice and you can use certain words and you can use that in a conversation so a lot of ai models are now being created uh, if you have seen the the i think the most recent star wars film uh, there was a character who had already passed away and they used ai to not ai but they used uh, special effects to create the person and they used some of the audio from the person's films to generate the audio for the new film it's it's crazy what you can do actually with technology yeah absolutely and this is also another thing to be mindful of um, you know uh, while being unaware how many in, how much information you're kind of giving away uh around throughout the internet uh <coughs> one of the um interesting way um ways to sort of you know as you as you mentioned amit voice can be easily recreated um so it's not very secure you know to secure your phone but even fingerprints uh, you're thinking that okay fingerprints is just by yourself um but um while you're sleeping you, <laughs> yeah, your uh, someone who is close to you could could just put your uh, finger next on the fingerprint scanner on your phone and can have that open um another or, or or you get kidnapped and uh, or or someone tries to overpower you they use your thumb to unlock your phone and they just run away with it <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's so many, so many interesting ways uh, this can happen. And uh, another way is another um, uh, to to sort of uh, uh, you know counter this this problem with fingerprint. You could have facial recognition, and you could set it up so that your eyes are always have to be is eyes have to be always open. Uh, some some uh, then there's still other ways where they can someone can print a picture of you. uh but then i think in latest iphone models they can identify whether it's a 2d image or yes. a yeah but it, then you can also be more clever and have 3d a, print 3d a, print <laughs> not necessarily 3d print but have it picture printed so that you design you you edit it in a way that once you put it attach it to your own face it would look like it's the other person's face and yeah, then yeah, yeah. It, the masks that so people are, use Mm-hmm. so in lot yeah. of times you see mask right people wearing masks so that mask is actually what uh it's it's just uh, what you described mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so there are various ways but these are some of the the fun ways hopefully you know not a lot of people are going through this this length to to get access to your phone but then there are other ways that we should be aware of how we're giving out our information like for example there are um you know for example we are you know uploading our um, voices to to youtube and other podcast uh, 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 streaming places so our voices are very much out there um but at the same time um, i remember i was i was working in a company where they had uh, to to enter the premises they had a fingerprint scanner and um a few of the tech guys um they actually denied to give their fingerprint information to the company because they were 
you know, securing that information because they knows that, you know, if, if for, for whatever reason, it was a startup company, if, if, the, uh, if that information is somehow stolen, they're going to be vulnerable because they can't really, I mean, that's another thing about biological markers. You can't change your biological markers. Yeah. So until, you start- until, Unless you uh, get into an accident. So suppose you, have, you lose a right, right limb or your face gets burnt or your hands get burnt, your biological markers do change. So uh, that's a, but in, in, a, in a regular scenario. So you you can't change it either. So once if if it somehow you know gets related or somehow gets wrongly marked, um, you have to you know will you'll probably be harassed quite a bit because you know authorities will think you're someone else because uh, some you know a, an imposter probably used your. Um, you know, biological markers in, 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 in a malicious way. So it's important to be aware that these are information about yourselves that you can't change very easily um, are out there and people can be using them. I'm not saying live, to live a very paranoid life of always being, uh, you know, super alert of how, you know, it's just, it's just about some, some level of awareness. Like, you know, you're not, um, it's not like you're always having to wear gloves or not touching, uh, you know, a glass or anything else. So your fingerprints can't be stolen. But, you know, if, if you are in a particular premise, you know, based on the context where you are, you might want to be a little bit secure on that one day where you can think that this might be a risky situation or some shady something, you know, if you if, if that situation presents itself as you you know, go on uh, around with your life. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just being aware. It, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's an everyday scenario where you have to be on, on full alert all the time. That would be a quite a stressful way to live your life, but it, it's, it's still also good to know uh, the things that can happen. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely true because, uh, I mean, we are now giving these information for free. So we give, so our passwords are actually stored on servers, which are not uh, on our machines. They are somewhere remote. So people have our passwords. Companies like Amazon, Google, they have our passwords. Microsoft, they have our passwords. Now on top of that, I whenever I scan the fingerprints, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's stored on my laptop locally or whether it's communicated so uh, or stored somewhere on the internet. I'm guessing so on, on, it's local. Well, it, yeah, yeah, if Samsung is telling the truth, uh, which they should, uh, I don't know about iPhone, but in Samsung phones, uh, as they say, the, the fingerprint information is only stored locally yeah, on your phone. Yeah. So, and, so, yeah. so yes, so it's, it's fingerprint phone. So you suppose you buy a new iPhone, your fingerprints are not transferred. Your data is transferred, but not your biometrics. So you'll have to scan the phone again with your fingerprint, your facial recognition, etc., so that you can uh, try to lock your phone again with your biometrics. Uh, so I think that's again uh, important to understand. But uh, the governments, government, government authorities, like say the passport. So a lot of the passports now come with a chip, and those chip have your biometric data. And when they scan the bio, the passport at the gates at the security gates or at the immigration they can quickly tell whether this person is who is or she or whether there is a impersonation of the person so those biometrics are now with the government and those are actually stayed 
in a are there in a database which is owned by the government so you have willingly given your biometrics to a government authority now what if that government authority gets hacked your biometrics get leaked so most of the other biometrics say your phone if it gets lost fine someone can fake it we gave some examples so someone might treat steal try to steal the biometrics using that way but uh, if a government website gets hacked or say your medical records your medical records are very very uh, uh, important and they are maintained with highest of security but what if uh, amazon google facebook they now start getting access to some of the data not everything and they could then create a pattern uh, and based on that pattern they can identify who the person is so those those information is really valuable and we have to be very careful so uh, how how governments uh, use our data the biometrics and how companies say the medical companies hospitals etc use our biological data uh, and store it because anything can happen with this data and people can then easily impersonate you and uh, it's very important to safeguard these uh, data yeah absolutely and so so you know we talked about all different kinds of biological markers there are um, i mean i don't think you know we talked about all different types there could be uh, you know what we talked about were the you know some of the most popular or most used ones uh, there could be many other ones as well but yeah the most popular ones are the ones that you will come across usually so um there are different ways um now let's uh, let's talk about you know how uh these information are being used technically in the back end so you know they um as as we've seen like you know your phone keeps the fingerprint in, you know your fingerprint in the phone so how uh, how are you actually getting validated so basically you know the validation whether it's your fingerprint or not that decision happens or that validation happens in your phone and then that the result or output is encrypted and then sent over the internet and then uh, the third party like for your bank uh, gets that information that yeah this is this is who who we think it is and then uh, gives you access to your uh, i think bank. i think uh, that encrypted part i'm not sure how it's sent but say say for example it's a banking app say i'm using hsbc app and uh, i i try to first log in with my username and password so those are things that clearly identify me in case i lose my password and someone else uses it then it's my fault and i'll not be able to access but in order to deal with uh, extra security two factor authentication is added so i have to add a username and a password and a token from some place like a google authenticator or some otp uh, sent over sms etc so that's a two factor authentication now on top of that so now i have to enter a username i have to enter a password i have to enter a otp or a token now if i don't want to use all of that i can just use my biological marker to establish that this is me in order for me to do that i have to first go through the whole process of entering the username password and then uh, entering the uh, a two factor authentication code over otp or token and then i add my fingerprint to as an additional security so on top of the two factor authentication i have another factor which is biometric now i add my fingerprints the fingerprints are actually stored on the phone and they when you store your fingerprints they also ask so i use a oneplus uh, 10 pro uh, 9 pro device uh, and uh, 
my device asks whether uh, anyone else uh, stores their fingerprints or uses this device using their fingerprints so normally if you say yes then it means that those the fingerprints are stored and used only by you but in case say for example you have a spouse and you decided that okay you want to give her access or him access to your phone and you decide to store their biometrics on your phone now their biometrics are also stored and there are different fingerprints so now for some reason if if something happens they can uh, unlock certain apps which you thought is secured by your fingerprint but is actually secured by their fingerprints as well because that's part of the database so remember whenever we store fingerprints uh, in the mobile phone it's not just uh, one fingerprint you can add multiple fingers you can add your index finger your ring finger your thumb etc so whichever finger is convenient if you add one finger it's fine but if you add multiple fingers then any one finger can be used to open that because what happens when you add a fingerprint uh, as part of authentication in a banking app is it validates against the fingerprint that's already there in the on the phone and if it matches then it means it's a person who's using the phone whom we have already authenticated using the username password and two factor authentication token so yeah yeah absolutely so yeah what you will experience in your phone which you probably already have uh, probably a bit of repetitive information but if you change your say for example you have your phone set up you have your four fingerprints set up with, with your four fingers and now if you want to give your uh, access to your phone to your spouse and then you add their fingerprint uh, you know replace one of one of the four uh, that you already had then all of your other all of the apps will ask again to revalidate that this is who you say yeah, it is yeah if you add but, it after uh, after adding the fingerprints yes yeah yeah so they will say oh the fingerprint information has changed so you got to re-register and uh, re sort of re-establish that okay the banking app should open with your biometrics um, so yeah, that's that's for additional security. So that that's why I think on this front, uh, the security part is actually quite um, quite advanced and quite reliable. Obviously, there are ways still, and the people, the malicious people, will still look for other ways continuously. But um, this this is I I find it well. I mean, two factor authorization is is probably the best secured uh, way of you know protecting your information. But I've, I've, Apart from that, a very quick solution. Uh, you don't have to, you know, press four-digit passwords or longer uh, with your fingerprint or uh, facial recognition. You can, you know, have quick access, and while still being quite secured. Yeah, so, because yeah. Uh, I think the the convenience part is uh, what uh, impresses me because. I actually don't remember the password for my laptop now because I keep using my fingerprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, these biometric um, uh, technologies have made our lives a lot easier than before. Uh, not just the aspect of opening your phone quicker or signing into various apps quicker, but also when you are traveling and your passport identification nowadays, you know, with machine readable passports, you're quickly having a fingerprint scan and a photo taken and automate automatically you're verified and letting you know uh, being let 
enter the country or depart the country, etc. So these are just two ways, but then there are many other ways uh, it has made our lives easier uh, to, to be able to identify ourselves quickly to the authorities and to other third-party businesses, etc. So yeah, it is a, it's a good, positive uh, technology and uh, it secures us uh, more. So, uh, but again, with any technology, there are vulnerabilities. So it's just a matter of being aware of uh, how yeah. it's being used and where you are giving out information without um, unsuspectingly rather. So um, yeah, uh, so I'm, you know, uh, encourage the audience to be aware of it uh, but also um, you know keep keep being in tune with the technology and check out what new um, biometrics are coming into play and becoming more popular and it's 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 something that is making our lives easier and hopefully in future it will keep making our lives easier and um, you know security is such an important you know access to information and identification is, is so important and it's it's biometrics is making it possible to attach your information with your biological self and that's uh, yeah. that's that's really useful and will become more and more important in coming decades i think uh, rather than carrying a piece of identity if you just go somewhere and they can verify just with who you are by taking a sample of blood dna fingerprint uh, retina scan whatever facial recognition then it just it just makes life easier and i think that's the reason why biometrics have become now so popular because of the convenience we have so many devices we have so many apps we have so many things in our lives uh, we cannot keep remembering passwords for everything so biometrics are there to help us uh, to make our lives easier plus also at the borders at when you're traveling uh, or anywhere else where there is a high security risk then yes uh, bio biometrics are quite useful absolutely and to reach to to a science fiction level sort of uh, future where things are like you know going smoothly and like in 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 like click of no even click of a button happens right now with even before you know everything's happening it, it, that could happen if all the related involved party knows who everyone is yeah. in in the eye and as soon as that can be achieved for example you think you know these new amazon stores are state of the art you know you don't have to you know you can just pick up a stuff and leave uh, but there are something behind it. You have to, before you go to the store, you have to register yourself. You probably have to download an app and you have to say that this is who I am. This is my payment information and all of that. So what if there was, you know, all different companies talking to each other, having the necessary information required to identify each of them? Like they're not, it's not like, you just gonna need to be identified. You also want to identify which businesses are you, you're interacting with. And then, if, you know, it could be in, in your whole life could be that much automated that you go and do, you don't have to pay, physically pay or anywhere because everyone knows, every business knows who you are and yeah. they can just charge your account directly. So, yeah, basically, um, to, to if once we have that level of biometric identification, um, you know, uh, uh, implemented everywhere in in say for example in a model city um, then 
you should be able to live a life where you don't have to identify yourself manually or have make any effort to identify yourself. All related authority, but to be honest, as I talk about it, it sounds quite dangerous to me. I don't want everyone, <laughs> all private companies and government to know but, who I am every second. But you know, what you can achieve is is the convenience of 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 you know future science fiction level convenience. You just get up, do you know, take a taxi or not, or buy whatever you know. You just pick up whatever you like, and everything is automatically updated in your bank bank accounts in the background so um yeah it could it could be quite powerful uh if used you know uh, coherently and ethically i suppose no i think uh, you raise a very important point like uh, you go anywhere and uh, and you can just pick up stuff and yeah things will work um, one of the interesting things uh, while you're talking about is uh, china so china actually uses facial recognition software to identify people who break traffic rules especially pedestrians and uh, they take photos of people and they they can they can shape they have like a shaming wall or something where they put pictures of people who have broken the traffic rules to um uh, to let let everyone know that okay these are the people who have broken the rules so that's one aspect the i think the other aspect which is i think quite interesting is currently we have to carry a form of identity wherever we go be it a passport be it a visa be it a driving license etc if everything could be tracked to who we are and how we are or look or say sound then we actually don't have to carry any form of identity just by using a scanner everyone can see who we are and all the data they can track so then i don't have to carry my driving license i don't have to carry my passport i don't have to carry my visa i don't have to carry my credit card or debit card everything is charged based on who i am Absolutely, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it is you know the China example it is ethically quite controversial. To it, is, me. it is. It is. <laughs> I it is. I mean, I like yeah. Or, but it's a communist rule, so and uh, that's that's what the that form of government does. I mean, there is. I'm not criticizing the uh, the government itself, but what I'm saying is that they use this technology on their citizens, and uh, they are capturing uh, their the faces. on a regular basis so your data is actually being captured on a regular basis by chinese authorities if you ever visit china yeah that is a very important piece of information to be aware of so yeah i think um th- you know this this was a good conversation amit um you know i've as as i spoke i you know i kind of opened my eyes as well as you know learned quite a bit from you thank you very much for um telling me about all of this hopefully our audience enjoyed uh, this conversation and if you guys would like to um have any feedback on this or any of the other pod- episodes uh do reach out to us or if you guys want to be you know if if you want to come to our podcast as a guest don't um um i mean we definitely do want more uh, sort of audience interaction so uh, if you guys feel like uh, you would be uh, you know if you if you have a particular expertise that you would like to talk about tech related then please reach out to us and we would love to have a chat with you guys and see where where that takes us so yeah thank you very much guys for listening and um hope to see you guys again next week Thank you so much Renat for again a good conversation on a very important topic. Thanks everyone and uh, see you next week.